Welcome back, ladies. I'm so happy to be here again with you um, in this conversation. So I have a big question for you, Isa. I think Satya and I both have this question because um, during this eclipse season, I am experiencing severe vertigo. I'm still experiencing it now. So I keep like stabilizing my head with my fingers. Um, and I know Satya was also dealing with vertigo uh, at the beginning of the eclipse season. And we together know like a handful of women all experiencing it. And for me, this has never happened before. Um, I mean, I've had a tendency to like get motion sickness and stuff, but this was like extremely violent experience that happened about two hours before the first eclipse. So we're in the middle of the eclipse sandwich um, for anyone listening to the recording where it started with um, the full moon partial lunar eclipse. And then we had the, the new moon um, solar eclipse on the summer solstice of 2020. And now we're gonna have another lunar eclipse. And just before like the, the eclipse here was at, um, I think it was 11, a.m. Uh, no, it was at one. And at 11 a.m., I was coming out of the shower preparing for an eclipse healing ceremony I was going to do. And I, um, I just got thrown to the side of the wall and everything started spinning. I fell on the floor and started screaming. It literally felt like my soul was being pulled out of my body or something. It was the scariest experience I've had. I've been, I've had a lot of weird illnesses, but this was really, really terrifying. Um, I felt like I was in a, a soul blender or something. Like everything was spinning to the left really, really, really hard. And then I got severe nausea and started vomiting literally for eight hours. I couldn't stop vomiting. And I thought I was dying. At, in, in the midst of all this, there was a hurricane outside. So I couldn't even go down the stairs to get into the car for my boyfriend to take me to emergency. I was literally having thoughts that um, he's going to have to deal with like burying me. So like, I thought I was dying. Um, and I couldn't even text um, the person I was working with to, we were gonna do this healing ritual for for all that was happening around George Floyd's murder and um, basically that was three weeks ago and I'm still spinning and after the it started to get a little bit better um, and the nausea stopped but I'm still getting the strong spins and then at the the new moon solar eclipse I was like oh I'm feeling a bit better um, and I almost felt normal. And then about six or seven hours after the solar eclipse, it happened again. The strong, intense spinning, I fell to the ground, I vomited again, but it was very minimal. Um, and I've been, I'm still spinning. So 
I would love your professional opinion. Like what is going on? <laughs> What's happening to all of us women and why the, but I've had like five different healing sessions around this and I'm still spinning. So mm -hmm. I would love to hear your take on what the heck might be going on. So yeah, it was, it was crazy because I found out Amalia was so sick and then I, when I found out what it was, I said, whoa, because I had this bad the week before, but not, not as bad where I was vomiting um, and being thrown to the floor. But I noticed even this morning I, w I was trying to exercise and I could still, there was like a hint of it there. And they say that most of the time it lasts like three weeks or so in, in the average case. But I think Amalia's case was so bad that it, it could last for longer. But anyway, um, but yeah. And then I said, yeah, and I know like three or four other people who have this right now. And, uh, and then Amalia said she found out later that other people were having it too. And, her, and we're, she's in Mexico. I'm up in San Francisco. So um, I don't know. It's just, it would be interesting. Yeah. To, Cause I, I started to Google, like, what are the, you know, what's going on with vertigo, but it's all very, there's, there's nothing really, nobody's addressing it. It's, it, you know, it's all very like medical, you know, it's like, oh, it's a, you know, a thing in your inner ear that, you know, but nobody's. So, yeah, I would love to hear what. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's so many, right, different things that can cause vertigo. Um, of course, the inner ear um, chemicals, uh, chemical exposure can, can cause vertigo. Your neck being out could cause vertigo, um, but especially incoming energies. And so it doesn't surprise me that you both and many others have had vertigo because the incoming energies with these eclipses are super strong. And it's really common uh, with this type of energy coming in and in eclipses that your um, light body and physical body gets cleared out. And so what you know, can be happening is your upper chakra system and any kind of um, heavy, what I call heavy energy in your energy field could be getting literally cleansed out of your system. And also the glands, the different, the pineal and the pituitary and the glandulars in the head that are connected to the third the uh, third eye chakra as well as the crown when these get activated with really high frequency energy coming in this can dislodge um and old energy and it can also activate new new codes of light in your body in your brain in your light body to come online and so it makes sense to me that that you've been trying to ground in a way and stabilize during this time. I would say that what you can do is ask the beings of light that work with you, your guides, your guidance, to help adjust your light body in a way that you can more gently receive the frequencies coming in and that it can be gentler for your system and that you can ground more easily into the earth. Also, it might be good to lay on the earth when possible 
every single day for a period of time. You're going to need extra earthing and grounding during this time. And you can also just take a hand and place on your third eye, either hand, and ground your energy down into the earth. So dropping your energy through your root, through your feet, straight into mama earth. And breathe and feel the intention of calming your third eye that you're just you're just stabilizing your third eye chakra. It's like, it's okay. It's okay, baby. It's going to be all right. You're going to just balance with all this high frequency energy. Yeah, it's making me even spin. So it's that like inner ear crystal. Is it connected to the pineal or something? Or they're close together? Yeah, the I would say brain? that that is right yeah i don't know medically so well all the the locations of them perfectly but this whole structure the upper chakra structure and the inner ear and the glandulars are deeply deeply connected and so holding also the back of your occipital area with the hand on the front while grounding your energy into the earth i'm having to do that just to um Hold still. <laughs> and softening and relaxing. And just asking that these incoming frequencies that your body can have more ease receiving them as well. And I would just recommend grounding as much as you can and resting and going really slowly. Mm hmm I've definitely, oof, yeah, I can feel that. The, the beauty of it, and I've been telling myself the entire time it's been happening, once the, the initial um, shock of the eight hours was over, I, I felt um, that I'm recalibrating to a different frequency and I'm having to, to lighten up, like, literally lighten, lighten up to, to transmute it. At first I was feeling like someone switched on um, an energy device or something. It was so violent for me when it started that it, it felt like um, someone put a black hole near me and my something was being sucked out. And, you know, I've been trying to approach everything um, as as perfection because that's what's helping me stabilize like even through um a severe loss or or trauma or even like the pandemic or dealing with our president or dealing with um things that you know george floyd all these things that look a certain way like vertigo and being sick and vomiting and feeling bad it looks horrible um but i've been approaching it with like i'm okay like everything's perfect this is all assisting me um there's a divine plan and i'm i'm being supported to to step in to something um not bigger and stronger but it feels like like a, it's actually lighter and um a higher frequency and and whenever i have that thoughts and that sensation 
things lighten up. Like it, it gets more, I don't know, I guess it feels like an effervescence. So it's been interesting. Yeah, so it's a kind of purification that when high frequency energy enters our bodies, anything that's ready to cleanse out is, is going to go. And you're right. That is a beautiful thing. It's not always comfortable. It can be really uncomfortable and it can be frightening sometimes to the mind, but ultimately you are lightening up. Everyone ultimately is in an evolutionary path of releasing and evolving and lightening up. And these eclipses, these eclipses happening right now are really strong and there is a lot of heavy energy and cleansing going on and clearing. And I think it's really important to hold it just like you said, Amalia, that it's all for, for your well-being and that you're going to feel even better after this and have more of all that you are here and available and all this older, heavier energy and patterning has, has left your body and, you know, as you don't resist it, it's so much easier to have the symptom as you relax into it, as hard as that is when you have vertigo. But if, if someone has a really strong symptom, it's much easier just to relax into the symptom and go with it and not resist it. And sometimes you'll find it actually eases it up. No, I, I am finding that. And I, the, the struggle has been the mind going from, oh my God, 5G networks just got switched on and um, it's like sucking my soul out and it's creating me to be lopsided and um, it's switching my magnetic pole or something. And then I have to, okay, <laughs> calm down. And I, I, this is my inner dialogue. Okay, calm down. Like, even if it is, that which i'm not 100 percent sure but it it can feel that dramatic and that extreme that it's like an external toxin like you were saying before maybe it's a chemical thing or a, it's a uh, energetic thing uh or toxin but it could also be like a lightening up and so i've i've been going back and forth with it and just to share a little bit of my mind process so i go from the dark thoughts of, whoa, 5G's horrible, and look how off kilter I am. And there's so many antennas, 5G antennas around my home. And, um, and then I tell myself, if that's true, um, I'm also learning, I'm getting new codes because I can feel the high frequency as well. And I start to say, okay, yeah, but I'm re, re-acclimatizing my system to, uh, to match and meet. And that's what I've noticed through all of my um, hard lessons and, and where I can let go of the fighting of like, oh, now I have to go fight against, you know, this, this horrible thing that's going on. Like, I can't fight it. Like the, the network, the towers are everywhere, you know? Um, so what if I just allow myself to level up and to be able to to uh, accept this as a clearing. And then I start to see all these possibilities of the new codes really dropping in. And I see my body really assimilating and, and, and finding health and strength, um, like in a miraculous sense. And it, it's just such a better thought 
And when I have the thought, even though a part of me is like, yes, but, you know, there's this evil at play and there's this dark, but the, that, that miraculous thought um, shifts me instantly. It just shifts everything instantly. And then I, I see myself already kind of grounded in, uh, in, in that 5D new earth matrix of like, oh, actually I, I am a creatrix and I'm able to hold this frequency and I'm able to stabilize this frequency. And so I feel there's this recalibration going on where I have a few hours of clarity and the spinning stops and I'm like, I did it, I did it. And I almost want to start running and then the spinning starts again and I'm like, not ready yet. <laughs> that was really strong. <laughs> yeah, fear can be very dizzying. I've found when people are clearing a lot of fear and terror, they can get very, a lot of vertigo and dizziness as well. And you're right. Our bodies are wired. Our light bodies are magnificent and we are changing from carbon based into crystalline based DNA as well. And our bodies are learning very quickly how to upgrade and how to evolve and adapt and become even better in the environments that we're being thrown into the the 5g etc and so your body knows exactly how to come into balance with that and so that's a great way that you worked with it hmm. yeah that's thank you for sharing that isa i i find it also fascinating um i had never had vertigo before and then I, I had it um, a year ago, and then I had it this time too. And I, I can't remember what was going on um, a year ago, but I, I know that I was going through a lot of, I think, fear. And, um, and I was going through a huge move that was un, uh, kind of uh, expected and... Um, yeah, and I, I had, yeah, there was, well, gosh, yeah, now I'm really, yeah, so, hmm. Yeah, you were having a lot of life changes happening last year, so that's, yeah, what I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of life changes, and, um, and I think there were, and I remember reading there were some solar flares, and, um, and that's when I even had, like, um, I think it was maybe after that, that I had that awful um, like health issue. Um, I actually had a seizure and I, I hadn't had a seizure in like 10 years or something. And then I read that solar flares um, can cause those or that seizure rates um, go up or people who have seizures have them like during solar. And then I was like, oh God, solar flares, ah, like, oh no, you know, but just this whole idea of, um, you know, of, yeah, of fear and 5G and the solar, and, and I do feel like um, it is a comforting thought that, that we, you know, our energy fields can uh, level up and we, we can make shifts and we can, I mean, what if we turn this, you know, 5G energy into, you know, like what in martial arts, like if somebody comes toward you, you're supposed to like go with it. And, you know, <laughs> and so it's kind of like that. And maybe we can uh, become even better at 
being able to recalibrate quicker and healing ourselves faster. Who knows? Who knows? But I, I like to think that we're, we're always winning <laughs> and we continue to win no matter what <laughs> gets yeah. thrown at us. Yeah, I've noticed that um, there's like a big clearing of fear on the planet. You know, for me, the, the vertigo started like two days after the George Floyd, well, not two days, I don't know, it was around the same time, but we were about to do, and I was calling a healing circle for um, just the collective. I, I, I was processing some huge triggers around this issue of racism and and how the how I see kind of a a disease or a a virus on the planet to to divide and separate people and when I when when I saw the killing of George Floyd on video I saw that it was done purposefully I felt this was done on purpose this was to elicit some sort of reaction whether you know when I say on purpose and it, Elicitate. I don't know. It just felt like there was um, a very strong plan in place, whether it was 100% conscious by all actors, I don't know. But for me, it was like a, what we're designed to do at this point, like that there is a, there's a divine orchestration going on. And I knew when I saw it that something very strong was about to come after it. And so I had called um, a woman that I, or a black woman that I worked with as a healer. And I asked her if she would hold a circle with me. And then it was right before that, that I fell so violently ill. And um, I felt like, I don't know, I tend to take on a lot of collective trauma. And I know you're an expert at helping to uh, balance this out, Isa. So I want to ask your perspective on it because I tend to be like a, a collective repository and I, I see it as a really strong gift, but often it feels like a curse because it tends to be that I, I sense things right before they happen to the collective or I process it before the collective processes it. So I kind of am a barometer or I'm, I'm like aware that something really strong is about to happen. And then it happens to me first and I go through this entire experience and then I realize, ah, okay, we can, this is, the, this is how we get through it. This is the, I, I also get the download of the code of how to process it. And then I'm able to hold space for the others that come after me. And I think many of us are, are like that. A lot of healers are like that. So I'm curious. Um, I don't know if there's a way to speed up the process or eliminate the whole drama around it because I'm definitely like tired. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard job. <laughs> um, so many people um, who are super sensitive and empathic and mediumistic have that function and you know, are little sponges, I call them little sponges. And sometimes maybe even don't realize that they have unconscious agreements or contracts or beliefs that this is their function. Um, but fortunately, the time, you know, that we're in now, um, we don't have to take on the collective trauma. We can, um, I recommend to people that when you are aware that that's happening, 
which I can relate to, I understand that uh, very intimately, you can just name that you are feeling this collective patterning and trauma in the bigger energy field of the world and that you wish to acknowledge that and send that frequency light. And in the naming of that, there's kind of a natural boundary that happens where you name it and then your mind sees that. And then there's a, a bit of a force field or a natural energy that fills out in your energy field where the mind then can recognize, oh, I don't have to take this on anymore, even though I didn't realize fully when and how I'm doing that. And that you can name it and send that patterning light. So if it's terror in the collective, you send the terror. Lots of loving compassion, lots of light. And that can make it easier for your body and create a natural boundary where it's, you're not actually running it as much through, through your own energy field. Yeah, I was very tuned in to the injustice. Like it was like two days before the vertigo started, um, I felt, uh, I, I went through an, my own process of feeling like um, my own injustice, that people haven't seen or acknowledged the pain that I suffered, um, haven't, haven't acknowledged it. And I've just had to play this. Um, I always feel like I have to take the upper road because the, the person who, the perpetrator in my life, which has been many, um, never seemed to, to take responsibility for, for the horrors that they've done to me. Like they, they've never said, I'm sorry. They've never taken any accountability. And for me to, to heal and move beyond it, I have to go on without that apology, go on without the acknowledgement, go on without the, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. And, you know, I know you understand this because having gone through ritual sexual abuse, it's like what, that abuser is never going to come to you and say, I'm so sorry I did that. And that person's not in jail and there's been no justice. Right. And so I know, you know, this well, that you've had to just heal it within yourself so much that you can carry on, that you can move forward. And I think that, um, that was so up for me for a few days right before George Floyd. And then when I saw it happen to, to George and then the whole world sort of get behind like the justice for that and then the justice for the collective systemic racism. And I think there was a part of me also that was feeling like, yeah, I get it. Like I get that pain. And there was somewhere, it, it, it's almost embarrassing to say, but I'm sure there's others that feel like this. Like, I was feeling a little jealous that they're getting this moment to have their trauma acknowledged. And, and this feeling of like, well, no one's acknowledging this trauma. And then I was like, okay, that is just so, this is the conversation I was having to myself, like, come on, like, this is so much more. But I, I think that we all go through this, like when we've had an injustice, and that hasn't been acknowledged or by anybody. And we've just had to like, the only way to, to cope or move on is to get, to get beyond it. I, 
I don't know. And I was feeling like, okay, here I am. I'm supposed to hold space for this collect. You know, that, that, that's what I was about to do right, right before I got sick was hold the healing circle. Well, I was just going to hold space and allow Stephanie to, uh, to, to create this sort of collective healing because we're all affected by this. Um, but I was too much in my own healing trauma to, to hold the space. And then I gave myself permission and I was like, it's okay to be like that. And I, I'm seeing a lot of people right now responding to this narrative in a similar way, because I think all of our injustices are being exposed. I, I don't know. I'm just curious what you're noticing from this. Yeah. Totally. Um, it is so much harder to not take on collective energy when it hits something deeply personal in yourself. When it touches something in you that you have felt and been through, it is really hard to not take on collective. And so I just want to acknowledge the naturalness and normalness of the challenge of that. And that with your awareness, it is enough to, to not take that on, but then to process what gets stirred in your own body by, right, by the collective event. Um, I also want to acknowledge what you said, Amalia, that so many things right now are coming out that have been hidden in these last years, right? Um, all these injustices, these secrets, it's a time on the earth right now for these last years where secrets, secrets and injustices that have been happening for forever are finally, and no one wants to talk about them. There's this taboo in our society that you don't talk about child pedophilia or racism or how it really is infiltrated everywhere in the world systems, that it's just taboo. And, you know, it's really hard for the human psyche to accept the darkness, the pain, the, if you think about it, it's horrific, some of these things that are coming out now. And, and no one really wants to accept that because it's hard. It's painful. And, and you know what? Because it triggers their own disowned stuff. As soon as you acknowledge that these things are occurring, you're opening yourself in a way to being more present with yourself and feeling what is not owned in your own psyche. And so for years, our culture has been really repressed and holding everything down because there's been an inability to look within, within the self. And, and finally, that's changing, you know, and how amazing because it looks like things are so terrible in a way right now, but actually it's the great awakening. It's amazing. You know, all of these things that have been like hidden, they're getting like exploded, you know, it's like bursting out like a flower from under the ground. And it, it does, it looks messy and it's uncomfortable and it's emotional, but it's real. And then the light can reach that now, finally. So it's, it's an amazing time. 
Yeah, I so feel that. I think it gave me, like my vertigo gave me permission to just take care of myself. Like I didn't have to caretake for the whole community going through this issue because I've been through that issue again and again and again and again. And it was sort of like the rest of the world got on the same page. I don't know. It was just this interesting feeling. And I felt like, wow, now, now I have the opportunity to just sit with what's mine and I can give this to the collective for each one to do their work. And I'm seeing how so many people are just having to sit with the discomfort of what this situation and this racism is being shown to them within their lives, within their families, within whatever structures they're involved in. So I do, I agree with you 100%, Isa. I think there's something really beautiful happening and it's super ugly right now and it's super uncomfortable and mm -hmm. it's stirring everything. But with all these secrets being aired, um, it's just this incredible opportunity for the solution and the light to really reach into those places. It, it really is, Amalia. And I just want to say that when we find ourselves focusing on the external world and perhaps not, not that we're doing that right now, but I'm just saying in general, when people find themselves focusing on the external world and maybe complaining about it or focusing on it, really it's an opportunity to just focus on ourselves and look at internally what is that touching within the self because as the work is done right with the self that is the greatest service we can do to the collective field if we stay focused externally then we're missing what's inside of each of us that's ready to be loved to be integrated to be healed and so, like you said, this time period, it's given you this vertigo, this intense fear field and vertigo has given you the opportunity to actually be with yourself and take care of yourself in a deeper new way. I think many people are having that. And I wonder if you two are Satya as well, um, experiencing that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I feel like this has been such a nice little, um, like almost mini therapy session, Isa. Like I feel all soothed and, oh, you know, like, <laughs> you. oh God, you. Thank you so much um, for being here and oh. helping us navigate this. Cause we were, we were both just kind of like, what? Like, what? You're kidding me. You have vertigo too. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how bad Amalia got it. I, because I could barely, it's extremely frightening. If you've never had vertigo, it, it is a very strange. Whoa. It's just like, it's almost incapacitating. Yeah. It just, it's incapacitating, but, um, so I'm glad that, uh, we can see all the, the good stuff about it as it always is. Right. All those things, they always have that other spectrum. It's usually where the truth lies. Uh, thank you, Isa, for joining us once again. And thank you, Satya, for being my sister in this process. Yeah. <laughs> we have just, um, you know, we started this podcast to really bring healing to our own journey and to share it with others that they might find healing through our stories and uh, Issa adding you into this conversation has really impacted me. And I've been hearing from 
other um, clients of mine who've been listening to the last few episodes that we did, Isa, um, you sharing your story of healing, it's really impacting them and mm. giving people the awareness and the, the codes to find that path towards their own healing. So those of you who are listening, if you're enjoying the episodes, please like, share, and comment and let us know if you have questions or or what your experience has been. And we will um, look forward to having you with us next time. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Many blessings. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com that's lovesexagenda.com you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda Bye.